0: Here is our main story on a Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so it is time to talk about some things that happen and that we have to effectively understand that it happens when it happens and we understand that it doesn't happen when it doesn't happen, but it's constantly happening even though you've never truly agreed to doing any of this. And what the hell am I talking about? We're going to talk today a little bit in the main story about the social contracts. Yes, Social contract. Let's talk about that. Maybe I should give you the actual definition that comes from Merriam's Webster's Dictionary before we get too far down the path here, because that might be the simpler process. It's an actual or hypothetical agreement among the members of an organized society or between a community and its rulers that defines the limits of the rights and the duties of each. So let's go a little bit, um, a little bit more, um. Deeper inside of this. So the social contract is theoretically constructed refers to the implicit and explicit agreements among individuals that form the basis of society and its states. The concepts of the central are both political philosophies and legal theories. So bear with me. The idea of a social contract can be traced back to the ancient Greece, but it was mostly clear articulated during the Enlightenment by philosophers like Thomas Hobbes, John Loke, and Jean-Jacques Rosset. So there you go. You can look those things up. And let's talk about social contracts. Social contracts, we can use this, let's just use the idea for a moment. Let's get to a four-way stop. Let's get to a, a traffic light. The moment you get to one of those, there is this agreement that we have that we tension uh, that we believe that the other people will do what the actual traffic light or sign has designed to do. It is an agreement that um, we're okay that if it's red you are going to stop, if it's yellow, you're going to caution and not go through more than likely. And if it's green, you're gonna do whatever needs to be done to get across whatever that line is. We also have these weird things that we agree to with um society and our social agreements, our social contracts, that it's okay for if these kind of people are injured. It's okay if those people get killed, but it's not okay if these societal level people do not. Now I'm not saying that I agree with any of this. I'm just saying that that's how these things come across. And it's interesting that if you take a look at our industry, as what we do for work, it is expected, and to some level, okay, that we go, okay, if we do this kind of work a thousand times and someone gets injured maybe in 10,000 times only once, we're okay to continue to do that work and that is okay to do and that's a field person that gets injured but if we were doing that work and after a thousand times only a person that was in upper management would get hurt that would not be so okay think about it for a moment think about how we accept these social contracts across the board regardless of what the hell's going on regardless of what it is now i i want to give a small theory here Now, I want to go back several years ago. We're going to go back 15 years. And there was this really popular movie that came out. And there was this character by the name of the Joker in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knights that provides a proactive um, well, exploration on social contract theory. And I bet it's very disrupted in a chaotic manner, but I want you to kind of think about this. The Joker is depicted by the character who completely rejects the social contracts and seeks to demonstrate an inherent fragility to everything that goes on the joker consistently disrupts the function that is inside of this fake city which is known as gotham city and their social order but not out of the desire of personal gain but to show the so-called civilized behavior of people breaks down under certain conditions now think about this a moment because his actions will challenge the stability and the social contract by pushing individuals to their limits and forcing them to act in ways to violate the principles of the contract itself. Now, if you're familiar with this movie, you kind of already know how this goes, but let's talk a little bit more about it. Perhaps the most uh, explicit exploration of the theme in the movie is the ferry scene. And this is a very important scene in this movie. The Joker allegedly has placed two bombs on on two ferries, one carrying convicts and the other one carrying civilians. And it gives the passengers of each boat a detonator to the other bo- to the other one's bombs. He tells them that they have until midnight to decide whether to blow up the other boat. If neither has done so by midnight, he will blow them both up. This is a clear test of the social contract and will will people uphold the principles of mutual protection and respect for life, or will they act selfishly to preserve their own lives? Interestingly, the passengers on both boats choose not to detonate the other's bombs, even if it seems that the Joker is about to blow them up. This moment seems to affirm that the power of the social contract, even under the extreme duress, which contradicts the Joker's, well, view on social contracts. However, it is worth noting that the Joker is not advocating for a particular alternative in the social contract, but as the same of the other's character, like Ra's al Ghul or Bane in the other Nolan Batman films. Might be, I mean, because they're really kind of pushing that. Rather, he seems to be an agent of chaos who exists simply to challenge and disrupt establishing social norms and to push others to question the fundamental principles upon which their society is built. Now, when you think about social contracts, think about this for a moment. Inside of an organization, you can have something set up one way or another. But one person's agenda can override the whole thing. Think about it. We might be okay that a field-level person is injured, which is not really okay, but some people might be okay with that. But people might not be okay that a C-level person got injured. But then the CEO comes in and goes, we're going to change everything, and that one person's idea will override the rest of the system. So, as you sit back today and give some consideration to this, how do you see social contracts inside of your work environment? Do they exist? And if so, how do they work? And if so, what do you do? Or, do you just go, eh, it's just really a made-up theory. There is no really social contracts. We just do what needs to be done regardless.